Welcome to the New Ventures podcast. Our guest for today is Lekha Patmanathan, the founder of Nexergy, a Singapore-based company that provides sustainable cooling solutions. Welcome to the podcast, Lekha. Thank you very much, Sanjoy. I'm pleased to be here. Let's begin by asking you to tell our audience about your products and services. All right. Nexergy is an energy efficiency solutions company, and we are focused on bringing the best of building efficiency technology to Southeast Asia. We are, in fact, the ASEAN distributor of ClimaCheck Technologies. ClimaCheck is a Swedish clean tech company, and they specialize in diagnostic equipment for evaluating any cooling system, such as chillers, refrigeration, and air conditioning. In theory, it also works on any vapor compression system, so it can work on heat pumps in colder countries, hence this technology coming from from Sweden. But essentially, the the tool that we provide is designed to be used for cooling equipment uh, in, in this part of the world and for evaluating system health to preemptively service and maintain uh, these equipment to reduce energy costs and increase the lifespan of systems. So we have two uh, main uh, products. Uh, It's called the uh, portable on-site system, which is used for short-term measurements. And we have a permanent online system for continuous monitoring and predictive maintenance. So in terms of the services, um, effectively as a distributor and solutions company, we offer hardware and software products for diagnostics and optimization, as well as the services to install these equipments for end user uh, usage. So we can do performance reports to to assist building owners with achieving efficiency improvements. And for those that want to build the internal capability themselves, we also provide the training and technical support on how to use the hardware and software and to do the analysis and basically the best ways in which they can leverage the data that the technology um, provides in order to troubleshoot, measure and verify and optimize their equipment. Right. So your diagnostic solutions not only help your customers run their systems better and achieve better efficiencies for what they want to do, heating or cooling, but I suppose it also means that it exposes the leakage of HFCs. Would that be a right kind of summary? Yes, exactly. The refrigerant that is used changes phases that when it absorbs and releases heat. These refrigerants are HFCs, hydrofluorocarbons, and these are greenhouse gas materials that have global warming uh, potential. You have a portable solution, which seems to be like a one-time check, and then you have a permanent solution. So do your customers graduate from one to the other? And how do they pay for these two different services? Yeah, that's a good question. There's no right or wrong way uh, to start, um, but uh, but usually the portable system is used at the beginning. Uh, we use it to help customers understand what is their system health today? How is your system performing today? Uh, it allows us to very conveniently uh, bring this carry kit that we have uh, from site to site and able to measure any cooling system in a non-invasive fashion. Uh, that means we can connect our tool while uh, doing normal business as usual operations without having any, any downtime. We don't need to, to drill any or bore any holes and shut down the system system, things can be done non-invasively during normal operating hours. 
And this is used to detect um, any inherent issues. Uh, it can be used to measure and verify and to, to troubleshoot and optimize the system. So it's naturally a, a good way to start for customers that are not sure what their saving potential is. This can help to do a, a performance gap measurement to, to, to assess that. But it only provides you a, a one, a snapshot it provides you a snapshot of system health because the moment we take down the system, you lose any visibility on any data uh, and, and findings that, that the system has highlighted. And so it's, it's, it's a good place to start. What we suggest then uh, after issues have been highlighted, there need to be improvements that are done. And then we suggest the online system uh, to be put on after. And the online, as his name suggests, is connected 24 seven. Its primary function uh, is the same. It's made up of the same sensors and meters, data migration principles and analytics. However, its purpose is to do continuous monitoring and fault detection. So where the on-site portable system measures performance, identifies faults, the online tool is there to police the process and ensure that the optimized performance continues and if there's any performance drifts or unexpected occurrences, they are immediately brought to attention and, and addressed. The truth about mechanical equipment is that it performs a repetitive function on a continuous basis. The only change to this is operating conditions, which is how you control the equipment, and also environmental stresses like different uh, uh, temperatures and humidities that fl fluctuate uh, in our climate. So these changes create a little bit of unpredictability, but otherwise uh, the system should be running uh, on, in a continuous fashion. But over time, uh, there are changes uh, in the system. There are drifts that occur. And these, these can be picked up when you have a continuous monitoring process. Things like uh, faults and, and, and sensor drifts, uh, parameters operating out of range, uh, these, these are what contribute to inefficiencies and deterioration of systems. So they can only be detected when you do a comparative analysis through continuous monitoring. And of course, you need to know where, where to look and where to listen. So that's why we've got these, uh, these two tools. So the services that we offer are, are audits uh, that we do uh, with the portable uh, equipment. So what we do is we, we, we come to site, we connect our equipment to any of the, the chillers, air conditioning or refrigeration systems that they feel have lost efficiency over time or are not operating very well. It might trip or, or shut off or there's leaks occurring. They don't really know what the next step is. So we bring down our portable unit, which is for cooling equipment. So we connect to it non-invasively and we take data for one or two days. And we go away with that, we digest that data and we produce a report which presents uh, the findings uh, in terms of the, the performance and how what it is today versus how it should be for a similar system working at those conditions. So that is a service that we provide, the audit and the performance report. There needs to be then a next step of fixing these issues and we help to oversee this process. So we provide project management and support to oversee the, the improvement uh, process. So that's what we do for the portable uh, system as a service. We do the audits and the performance reports. And of course, for the online system, we provide the hardware, software, installation, site configuration, uh, project management to oversee uh, the whole um, implementation. We also provide training, uh, annual technical uh, support for the in-house facility managers 
and technicians to use the tool. And we also provide an ad hoc analysis and reports uh, should, they, should they want us to continue their journey with them to do uh, continuous monitoring and optimization. Uh, so Lika, uh, that's great. Uh, could you just summarize what do your customers get and how do they pay you for it? So our customers get uh, an installed system for, for them to use to help them with their energy reporting and visualization of their cooling system. And how that is uh, offered to them is uh, in three parts. There's hardware, there's software, and there's services. So for hardware, it's usually an upfront cost where services is uh, charged annually. And hardware is an upfront cost Software uh, is a service that is charged annually, and we also offer ad hoc uh, auditing and reports, which are um, uh, as and when the customer requires that service. As hardware is usually the biggest sum of the whole project, uh, they can decide if they want to pay for that upfront or if they would like to amortize that over a period of time, say two to five years. The annualized services uh, that go along with the installed equipment is the web-based analytical software, the data plan, cloud services, as well as technical support uh, for our customers to be able to use uh, the equipment successfully. These services are charged charge on an annual basis. For the ad hoc uh, reporting and audits that a customer might require us to do, this can be done as and when the customer feels that they need an additional level of, uh, of service from us. And that is up to them um, how often uh, and, if, and if they would like us to do it uh, on their behalf. This is very interesting, uh, Lekha. Uh, one thing uh, that many energy efficiency companies do is that they they sort of provide customers an opportunity to pay from the saving. Uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, you know, that's called ESCO model. I don't hear you say that you need that model. Is that right? Yeah, and we get asked to do that model quite often. But uh, unfortunately, we were not going to that level of executing these savings because from our perspective, we're a technology provider and the services we provide are diagnostic and intelligent based in nature. We're not bringing our team to go down and, you know, pull, roll their sleeves up, get down into the ground and start fixing equipment. That's just not where we position ourselves. So we, we're not down the route of the ESCOs providing uh, guaranteed savings or shared savings performance contracts. However, we do work with ESCOs and they use ClimaCheck and they use it as an internal tool to help them get more savings for the customer. And they then uh, offer their, their, their business model to customers that are looking for the, the GESP, Guaranteed uh, Savings uh, Contracts. Right. So it almost seems that ESCOs are a channel partner. Let me put myself in the shoes of one of your customers. And your customer has, uh, you know, maybe a mall owner. And, uh, you know, he contracts you. To, and then he, he pays you for the hardware, the software, and the services. And then he, of course, has to have the engineering done either through uh, his or her own team or uh, through some third-party operator or maybe with the original equipment manufacturer. So, you know, given these costs and given the saving, could you help sort of explain how your customers benefit? I mean, do you typically have to quote an ROI? or some such measure. All our customers want to know what the ROI is on purchasing diagnostic equipment. And 
there is definitely an ROI to be had, but it's always difficult to promise on, on day one because improvements are, you know, they, they can be small if you're already efficiently running a site or they can be big if you've got a lot to, uh, to improve on. Take a, you know, a, a three-year-old building that has uh, brand new chillers and it just hasn't been operated very well and versus a, a 25-year-old hotel that has never changed its equipment and it's just sort of uh, fixed problems here and there, but it hasn't been running very well. So the, the first instance, that building could probably save 5% of energy, 10% of energy, but the hotel could easily save 40, 45% uh, of its energy from the chillers if it knew, if it knew what to do. So it's hard to, to quote um, ROI, although everyone's always looking for, for ROI. So it is something that, that we do uh, include, and we do try to provide some kind of a, of a upfront uh, assessment on what the saving potential can be. But really, to, to provide anything more detailed, we need to do uh, an audit where we do take their data and find specifically what's happening in, in their equipment. I do think that uh, that customers that need more support, uh, that is something that that we can offer, and we we work through our partners. So we have we are a distributor. Nexigy Solutions is a distributor in ASEAN, and we have regional partners. So we have partners in Singapore, in Malaysia, in the Philippines, and in and in Hong Kong, and we have potential prospects on the ground that are looking for more than just the hardware and the software, but they want us to then go about help them with their sustainability goals, then we bring in our partners who are ESCOs, uh, consultants, servicing and maintenance, uh, air, conditioning, air conditioning specialists, as well as utilities. Uh, then these guys will work directly with the end user to help them with the implementation and to help them execute uh, the corrective actions to help them get the, the savings. So in that way, the customer is a bit more reassured. They're not just buying a piece of technology that they don't know how to use, but they are employing the use of the professionals to then go about to use it to help them get the results. I think all energy efficiency companies struggle to give an concrete and um, consistent ROI because of the issues that you mentioned. The, there are uh, too many contextual variables. However, I'm sure one of the things that you do is to you know, talk about customer stories or customer case studies. So maybe just give us a couple of examples of how your customers have benefited. All right. So I feel that one of the best things that we offer customers is visibility into the performance of their equipment. If we're talking about a customer that uh, owns their building, they, uh, they have a business that is so far removed from uh, mechanical equipment. So they rely very heavily on third-party contractors or the, uh, the equipment manufacturer who they've purchased their equipment from on how well, how well the system performs. But they themselves do not have any insight into what's happening. And these equipments are, are not cheap, right? They are one of the, the, the more expensive equipments in the building, and they're very vital to operations, regardless if you're a hospitality or a hospital or a school or a retail mall, they all need air conditioning to run. So these, these are end users, the building owners, 
need these systems to work well, yet they have no expertise in this area. So they're very reliant. However, the, the, uh, the cooling industry or the, uh, the industrial industry for, for space cooling, uh, the industry in Singapore, as well as globally, is largely fragmented and its players have misaligned incentives. While the building owners want the system to run and they want to use as less energy as possible, the people that are setting up the system and running it just want to, to do what was said in the original tender, which is to, to, to do the maintenance on, on a monthly basis and check off the boxes that, that come on the list. They are not so inclined to make sure that uh, there are no leaks that happen. The energy is not, con uh, consumption isn't going up over time. They have been contracted to follow a standard checklist of routine maintenance activities. And so we come in as a third party. We, we know that you can benefit further by getting visibility into your, your equipment. And this is a tool to do so. Because if the OEM comes along to say, you know what, your equipment is six years old, uh, it's too old, you need to change it. The building owner that doesn't have the visibility or expertise in the area has to take that as the gospel truth because he doesn't know any better. So we are providing a tool to help him perform a self-evaluation of his own equipment. What one of the cases that we did was, in, like in the example, a six-year-old set of chillers that is uh, on a government uh, site. It needed uh, to be, it, it was on the six-year mark and because it was a government site and it was green marks renewed and every three years the green mark credentials need to, needed, to be, needed to be recertified. And so uh, on, the, on the second round of certification, which is year six, the system was not able to meet the efficiency requirements uh, of, of that green mark standard. And so the OEM suggested that the system was too old and the building owner had to buy new, uh, new sets of chillers. And incidentally, it so happened that the new model had just come out. And so uh, they brought in uh, one of our partners that use ClimaCheck to do an investigative study. And, we've, and we found out very quickly that there's nothing wrong with the system at all. The equipment was incredibly short of refrigerant and going through with our assessment and it, it needed them to okay us purging the system to weigh the refrigerant on the inside and compare that with what it was supposed to be and lo and behold it was shot severely both these systems had over 100 kilos shot each of refrigerant the, we continued um, the process we topped up the refrigerant we made some other adjustments that was required uh, we were able to regain the efficiency again so the system was actually working fine. It didn't need to be uh, thrown out as what they had suggested. But our level of, uh, of diagnostics were, uh, are so advanced and it's, it's actually a lot of times deeper than what the OEM would do because they don't, they, they don't look, they don't troubleshoot. They just do the, the top level servicing and maintenance. So they didn't go to the extent that we did when we do our analysis. So we do, in a way, we empower them. We wanted to empower equipment owners and our customers to make better decisions on how the equipment should be run, uh, should be uh, dealt with, and whether it should be uh, improved on or upgraded or not. Good operating system using the least amount of energy and being able to operate well for the longest uh, possible time. Thank you for that answer, Lika, because you know one of the things that you said 
which I do not hear other energy efficiency companies say so clearly, is that not only do you save operating costs, but you also help take help companies take decisions on the timing of capital costs, which of course is you know far more important perhaps to a CFO. Another good uh, example for what uh, climate check can help you do is it helps you to predict when equipment needs to be serviced. A lot of these equipments go through routine servicing. Similarly, in your home, when you have an air conditioning unit in Singapore, it needs to be uh, serviced every three months, they say, so four times a year. So this is done on a routine basis. These big uh, industrial size cooling systems also follow a routine uh, a maintenance schedule, but it doesn't need to be uh, because sometimes it's overly maintained and some, some components are not maintained enough. So ClimaCheck is a tool that can be used to help determine when something needs to be serviced. And that's what they, they like to use, uh, use it for. So they use it to do predictive uh, maintenance and therefore only bring in the third party when they need to service certain things. And there are some clients uh, of ClimaCheck in the region. They've foregone uh, routine servicing completely and they have just they're just using ClimaCheck now to determine when things need to be serviced. And that alone is a, is a huge saving uh, to not overly service your equipment, but to only service it when the data, um, when the data tells you that, you know, this, this needs to be, this needs to be cleaned, this needs to be overhauled, this needs to be changed. So uh, that's another type of saving that, that you can get uh, by doing diagnostics on, on your equipment. Now, that's really very interesting, in my opinion. You seem to have done business in a variety of sectors, you know, commercial real estate, you mentioned hospitality, you mentioned public infrastructure like government, you know, where has been the most progress? Yeah, I think we were we were quite fortunate um, to be able to do a lot of pilot projects in our first year. And, uh, and it was more the fact that you know, I was bringing down a technology that was new to this part of the world, and I really wanted to to prove uh, to the industry and also to myself that this was a, a good piece of tech that was missing and that was needed here. And so I did try quite hard to get um, lots of pilot pilot projects in in different industries. So we've managed to do hospitality, uh, district cooling, uh, pharmaceutical. Uh, semiconductor manufacturing, many different sites. And in, in, in a sense, all of these buildings, they may have, uh, you know, different contents and different purposes, but they all have the same nature of cooling, which is uh, using using chillers uh, and air conditioning systems. So regardless of what the, what the building does, the cooling system remains the same. And yes, we've, we've managed to opt to, to get uh, projects in, in different sectors. And in the beginning, I'd say that we did partner with uh, quite a few um, ESCOs and ESCO-esque companies, those offering energy efficiency, energy management uh, support and solutions. But uh, towards the end, uh, which I guess I'd say the last uh, year or two, in 2019, uh, I started talking to a few utility companies. And that was around the time that the energy costs were being tooted to, to go up. And so these utility companies have uh, had decided that they wanted to do a bit more than just supplying energy, but they wanted to develop a new vertical uh, to provide uh, um, efficiency along with energy. 
And so we have now two utilities uh, in Southeast Asia, and we work quite closely with them uh, to provide value-added service to their customers to help them reduce energy consumption along with the, the, the electricity that they provide. So one of them actually had a innovations department and they were reviewing to, uh, solutions from over 40 countries around the world. And they had shortlisted 200 uh, technical solutions and they had trialed um, and piloted about 30 of them on their site. And out of the 30 that they had uh, trialed and, and piloted, only two of them were brought on board and deemed successful, uh, feasible and competent uh, and relevant to products that their customers would deem uh, useful to meet uh, smart and efficient building needs. And ClimaCheck was, was one of the two. So it was quite a lengthy and tedious process on their part to evaluate and test so many smart building and clean tech solutions. But for us, we, we just supplied the equipment that they required. We conducted the trial and supported them through their process as much as possible. Uh, being selected by such an esteemed and important entity was really a defining uh, moment and it proved that there really is a need to improve performance of these notoriously inefficient uh, systems. So we have been working with this utility now for the past uh, year and a half. And uh, while this had happened, we, gave, we, we also gained another uh, large utility uh, company and we're doing similar works for them. So we're helping build up their internal capabilities using ClimaCheck as a diagnostic tool to help their customers reduce energy and offer continuous monitoring as a value-added service on top of the energy that they provide. This is obviously very interesting. Now your sort of strong partners are the utilities. So is it fair to say that Today, you have no specific focus in one of those sectors that we talked about, real estate. It'll, it, it is where the utility will take you to. Is that a correct assessment? As a distributor, we, we see we're better positioned to work with those that have the direct contacts with uh, buildings and, and equipment themselves. So as a distributor, we feel it's more empowering to work with, uh, with companies that are providing direct services, not just in chillers, but in all types of energy consuming equipment. So these are ESCOs and, and, and utilities or, or other consultants. So I think instead of us focusing on, on a sector, I see the business going towards uh, working with, with larger entities and, and being their uh, consultant and, and technical uh, solutions provider has a, as a tool in their toolbox to offer holistic services uh, to, to their customers. Because essentially, I mean, cooling is important uh, and it's very, very important uh, in buildings and just in the world today uh, with, uh, with global warming um, looming upon us. But in the bigger picture, building is looking for reduce the carbon footprint, save energy, and that may be from more areas than, than one. And while I started by working directly with end users just to prove that the tech was working and can work in, in different uh, building envelopes. At the end of the day, in order to, to get more uh, traction, uh, more success and more implementation, working with a provider that has a, a deeper outreach 
uh, I think is uh, is the better is the better way to to navigate this. Just because they are very good uh, competing solutions out there, uh, and sometimes it's not so much that the solution isn't very good, and that's the reason it's not being uh, adopted. But it's more, you know, how can it be working together with other things? How can it be sort of slotted into the whole wheel of you know sustainability and and smart tech for for buildings and sometimes having um, um, a network uh, provider that can do more than just one thing is 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 the way to go and so far uh, that's that's where I've sort of found the the improvements uh, coming from in terms of our attraction and outreach is to work with uh, with someone that has has a has a deeper sort of foothold in the industry with end users themselves and empowering them with uh, with the equipment to 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 do that absolutely this is obviously quite revolutionary right for a utility which which makes money by selling electricity to actually help its customer save electricity is obviously you know a very encouraging sign of the times could you let our audience know a little bit about the sort of thinking of these utilities, and I'm particularly interested in their innovation platform that you talked about. Yeah, you, you would think that, yes, a utility wants to, to make more money, uh, and then to do so, uh, they, they can do by, by selling more, more electricity. Uh, but, but, but the truth is that there's just so much competition out there with electricity providers. Right, and everyone's sort of fighting for the for the last couple of cents uh, per kilowatt hour, and it's really hard to differentiate yourselves. And so, I think offering energy efficiency on top of electricity is a stark differentiator. It shows the end user that you know these guys are concerned about my well-being, my welfare, and about my, my carbon footprint. So, I think it it puts them on a, on, on a step above. Um, but also, uh, deeper than that, I've also learned that there's a cost to generating electricity, uh, and that is by putting up uh, power plants. So these utility companies have a set amount of power plants, and they're able to, uh, to plan uh, their use for them and, and map how the trend of energy consumption will increase over time, uh, and therefore uh, create more um, uh, supply to service the demand. And if they are, you know, and if, if the projections show true, where energy consumption could increase by, you know, three, four times by the year 2050, it means they have to cough up a lot of money in the beginning to put up to, to implement these power plants. And power plants are not cheap. They take many, many years to turn over uh, to, 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 to recoup their investment back. So by, by offering energy efficiency, not only do you negate the need to implement that second or third or fourth uh, power plant, uh, but you're pushing that back by significantly by a number of years, and you're also increasing or creating a new vertical to bring in um, revenue in, into the business. So I think it's actually quite a smart, uh, a smart solution that, that they've uh, come up with. Very interesting. So obviously your technology uh, provider, Climate Check, has developed a solution that does, you know, that goes just beyond what OEMs can do, what ESCOs can do. It can provide advanced diagnostics. It can provide preventive maintenance services. So, uh, and it's an interesting uh, solution. How did your partnership with this Swedish company evolve? 
Yeah, so uh, the company that I was working for before was an energy management company, and they used uh, many different uh, technologies. And so I came, so I always had my, my finger on the pulse when it came to energy efficiencies and uh, technology, smart building tech. It was something that I was always quite, quite interested in. And when I came across the climate check, because one of our partners in the US was using it, I thought that this was absolutely brilliant. Why, why, why don't we have this here? Because uh, every, every time I talk to a customer about um, helping them with their green mark goals or uh, reducing energy consumption or operational excellence goals, uh, it was always all about the chillers. You know, our chillers are not efficient. Our chillers are really old. Our chillers keep tripping. Our chillers are very expensive. And so then I came across Climacheck. I thought, well, this is the answer. And uh, it turns out that uh, they were trying to, to venture out into this part of the world and they needed a foothold in the ground, uh, someone local network to, to set it up, which is actually why I decided that, you know, setting up Nexogy was the right thing to do. And so Klaus Bergloff, who is the inventor of Klimacheck, had come to the region uh, several times and he had done some projects uh, around here. He knew, he knew Singapore, he, he knew a few um, of the businesses out here, and he gave me a lot of uh, support to, to set this up. One of the things that, that drew me uh, to, to Klimacheck was actually their, their pace for innovation over time has, has rapidly uh, increased. So they, you know, Klaus himself is the one that he's the inventor of Klimacheck and he patented uh, the thermodynamic method that we use uh, in the Klimacheck uh, tool uh, in 1986. So that was quite a number of years ago. And he, and he did this when he was doing his master's thesis in thermodynamics. And when the, when the company founded themselves in 2004, it was at the time quite revolutionary to use uh, tools like this to do on-site, on-field uh, diagnostics uh, in equipment. But he managed to put together a lot of uh, good uh, sensors and meters going into a, a little uh, data logger to do the analysis into a software in the PC. But over time, um, as new technologies became uh, evident, they became uh, affordable. Uh, he, he slowly started moving all of this analysis into a, an online uh, platform. So he developed the IoT platform to bring in uh, all the data, uh, the gateway to send it into the cloud, and the, the analytics capabilities that was, uh, that was capable to deal with this type of uh, data. And so over time, they've continually uh, improved their equipment, their processes, and even right now, we've just come up with new wireless uh, sensors. Uh, they were wireless sensors on the market before, but they weren't really reliable. And now we've, uh, we've come up with, with better ones to, to help with uh, taking in data points from other types of equipments around the chillers that also help with the cooling. So they are a company that is brewed in innovation, I feel. I feel they have really sort of uh, taken this, progressively upgraded the system over time. So I work quite closely with them. Um, I'm their distributor for, for ASEAN, and they have about 15 other distributors around the world. So how it works is 
they work directly with the distributors to provide uh, the, uh, the the product to them and to provide any uh, software updates and firmware updates that's needed. And the distributors are the one that work directly with the with our partners, our project partners, uh, or the end users. So that way they focus on 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 the distributors, and we are able to focus on the on building up the uh, the partner network in our in our areas. You're right, Lika. I was looking at their website and, you know, it obviously appears to be a very innovative and entrepreneurial company. It seems to be a very nice partnership between, you know, two entrepreneurial organizations, yours and, and theirs. And I'm sure it'll make a large impact on the ASEAN market. Which brings me to one question. You're obviously, you know, you're not only targeting the market in Singapore, but you've already mentioned that you have partners and customers in other parts of the Asian uh, region. You know, where is the bigger opportunity in Singapore itself or in the other large urban centers of the region? Being based in Singapore made me really want to focus uh, in Singapore because, you know, Singapore is a is a little red dot, but there's still quite a lot of industrial work uh, that happens here. Lots of commercial buildings, lots of people for a very uh, small nation. And of course, the, the one of the better things is uh, Singapore's ambition uh, to be better and to be more green and energy efficient and to abide by the Paris Climate Agreement goals. But there are many competing solutions here. And so I say regionally uh, is, uh, is a good area to, uh, to focus. But, but I usually tend to, to go where I have active uh, partners uh, because you always need you know, a local touch point to be able to, to take things through to the end. And at the moment, we have partners, as I mentioned, uh, in four countries in the region. And uh, we have a new prospective partner in Thailand who has approached us. So we may venture into that area as well. Uh, but the thing with Southeast Asia is, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of uh, cultural and language barriers and, and just being, a, being in touch with the, with the local scene. And so Singapore is, is the smaller market share where uh, Malaysia and Hong Kong were probably doing a bit more, a bit more work uh, there with them. And we also working in the Philippines. So uh, in the Philippines, we have one partner who is an ESCO and they provide um, energy efficiency, uh, energy audits, um, energy service contracting to their customers. I am also hoping to venture into uh, Indonesia, uh, but, uh, but when we do have uh, someone that's indicated interest, so it is uh, something that we're, we're building slowly. So uh, really, I think ASEAN, uh, there's a lot of opportunities all, all across. Uh, Singapore is, is home, and I think it's a, it's a great place to start, but I also love that we don't have to be limited to only working uh, with, uh, with, in Singapore, as many areas in Southeast Asia or around the world uh, can really use um, improvements uh, in, in, in cooling, especially with the demand of that uh, increasing exponentially, it seems, uh, in, the next, in the next few years. Thank you, Leka. Absolutely. You know, you've already alluded to this, but I'm going to ask you again anyway. Is that how is sustainable cooling so very important in the context of Asian cities adapting to climate change? Yeah, so cooling is a it, it's a big thing, you know. Um, using air conditioning and fans to stay cool uh, accounts for about twenty percent of the total electricity used in buildings. And uh, I've read an IEA report recently that says that it actually means that uh, air conditioning and cooling for space heating uses up 10% of all electricity consumption. 
So that, that is a significant uh, proportion. So there's also a rising demand for space cooling um, that puts enormous strain on electricity systems. And that also adds up directly to driving up emissions. So IEA projects that uh, as incomes rise and populations grow, as the world gets hotter, the use of air conditioning is expected to rise by four times. Proportionately, this means the energy demand for space cooling will more than triple by the year 2050. That equates to cooling accounting for as much energy as uh, China and India use today. So it is quite significant. And of course, um, it adds to the urban heat island effect. So the, the, need, the need for cooling increases and thereby leading to, to buy more cooling equipment uh, increases. But the problem is not so much just buying the equipment, but they're not buying the efficient uh, equipment. So it is cheaper upfront to buy cooling equipment that is, uh, that, that is not efficient, but it's more costly over the longer term. The most efficiently an equipment runs will not only produce a greater amount of cooling at the lowest emissions output, but it will also extend the lifespan of the asset itself. These are the goals we want to achieve when users are satisfying their need in purchasing and using cooling equipment. The Singapore's Ministry of Sustainability and Environment has recognized that every ton of greenhouse gas reduced will lead to tangible improvements in our environment. And in, since September, the tighter control measures were released and over how we can better manage a refrigerant um, at, through beginning and end of life. So we're gonna be shifting to climate-friendly refrigerants. So those with lower uh, GWP, GWP is a global warming potential. Uh, Singapore is gonna be phasing out refrigerants with high GWP, and they're going to mandate the recovery of spent HFC refrigerants. And this is all going to take effect in October 2022. Right. And there is also the recognition in Singapore that air conditioning has been one of the biggest innovations that have driven productivity in, in this region. So it is very important to be able to balance the thermal comfort of air conditioning, uh, the prevention of wastage in the supply chains, of which of course are very prominent in all Asian nations, and at the same time prevent uh, global warming. So this is you know, really, really very critical. No, absolutely. I think it was Lee Kuan Yew himself that had that had identified that if it weren't for air conditioning, uh, it would be, we wouldn't have gotten to the rate of innovation and progression as, as we have today. And that's incredibly true. Uh, I remember I actually volunteered for, for a few months in Africa and you know, they, they don't have the same means as we do. And the afternoon means that you you knock off and you take an extended lunch hour and you have a nap uh, because people aren't able to work in such heat. So they don't have as many efficient hours to put towards uh, their work as, as we do. So they are really critical uh, infrastructures in, in buildings. And if we didn't have them, uh, we really wouldn't be able to, to get to the rate of, uh, of progress that we have today. But it, it does have a very large uh, footprint uh, in energy consumption, as well as the production of this equipment the refrigerant uh, that is contained within. So it does need to be to be managed uh, properly. So Singapore is home, Lika. And so how has the ecosystem in Singapore helped you? So we're very much a startup. Nexigy is, uh, is going on on its fourth year uh, soon. 
it's a very startup friendly uh, nation. New solutions here are always, you know, evaluated and uh, with interest. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we had the opportunity to do many pilot projects. We could test bed in uh, a lot of good uh, organizations who are willing to open their doors for us to do uh, test bed and, and pilots. So we are a startup listed under uh, NTU uh, Ecolabs, uh, which is their uh, center of innovation for, for energy companies. And uh, they were very kind to us to provide us a test bed at NTU, which was successful. And they then went ahead to uh, offer uh, our solution to entities that were looking for their input on how they can be more uh, energy efficient to help them with their, with their smart building goals. So NTU Ecolabs has actually helped to introduce us to quite a few of the local entities in Singapore, which was very helpful in the beginning for us to get a head start and to build uh, a name for ourselves with, uh, with ESCOs and, and end users. So I think uh, that partnership that we that we had with NTU Ecolabs is uh, is has been been invaluable. Nanyang Technological University. So I think we I think we have been well uh, received. Of course, there's always a little bit of um, caution uh, when it comes to uh, something they haven't tried before. So there's uh, a lot of reviews and uh, due diligence that need to be done. Uh, before they're, they're willing to open their doors. But as long as we can show that uh, the, the tech has been used well in other countries and the, this is what we're trying to do, we're not replicating uh, the wheel here. We're actually bringing something new that's useful. I think everyone's always keen to see, you know, what is it that they could be missing out on and they want to, to, to get a taste of it. So it was, like, Singapore was uh, is very good, I think, with, uh, with taking on new tech, especially when it comes to smart buildings and, and energy uh, improvements. Uh, we're also part of uh, C, Sustainable Energy Association of Singapore. They've also been uh, very helpful with uh, connecting us to uh, local businesses that were in need of, of uh, energy efficiency uh, solutions. And they have a very good network of other startups that are, that are doing the same uh, smart building uh, solutions, uh, renewable energies and energy efficiency tech. A, it was very easy to find uh, partners and collaborators and first stage uh, customers to, uh, to work with. So I think, I think setting up in Singapore was, uh, was a good uh, decision. And I think the Singapore government is very much aligned with pushing itself towards being more uh, green and uh, efficient and uh, to help with the, with the Paris climate goals. So it has been a, a good experience so far. Right. With an open mind, but careful consideration, if I may say so, evaluating interesting solutions like what you bring to the table. With that, thank you very much, Lekha. It was wonderful hosting you. Thank you very much, Sanjoy, for, for the opportunity. It's been my pleasure to share uh, what I do, what we're passionate about uh, here at Nexogy. It's my pleasure. Thank you.